Hello and welcome to Bite Size Strategy, the podcast that provides you with less fluff and more stuff that you can actually use to grow your brand online. In every episode, we cut the banter, we get down to business, and we talk actionable tips and tricks for online marketing, copywriting, optimizing your website, and more. I'm your host, Ashley Kay, a web designer, digital strategist, and all-around nerd. If you would like to connect with me in between episodes, you can give me a follow on Instagram at buildintandblossom or check out buildintandblossom.com for more. Hello, friends. Welcome to another fun-filled episode. I I hope you are happy to be here. I know I sure am. I really look forward to recording for you guys every Monday night, and then I put the episodes out on Tuesday. So it is Monday today. I am coming fresh off a weekend. It was an okay weekend. It was kind of a weird weekend, if I'm being honest. Thursday, I was really on a roll with all the work stuff. I did not want to stop working Thursday night. So it was like 10 p.m. and I'm like, man, like I wish I could keep working, but I'm I'm spent. <laughs> I'm tired. I got to go to bed and I can just jump right back into this on Friday. And, you know, I went to bed. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get up tomorrow morning and dive right in. I'm going to pick up right where I left off. And of course, I woke up Friday And I'm like, oh my God, like I'm actually a little burnt out and I was just not feeling it. I made it through the day, but I didn't quite get what I wanted to done. And then Saturday, I mean, a weekend, I I shouldn't be working anyway, but I was kind of hoping maybe I'd be feeling it on Saturday and I could fit a little work in. Nope, still burnt out. (laughs) Sunday, still burnt out. And Monday, you know, I'm feeling a little bit more in it today, but Still, you know, I'm not back to where I was on Thursday. I think that's just how things go, though. You know, there are just ebbs and flows with everything in life, including how passionate you feel about your work, even if you really, really, really enjoy your work like I do. So that's what happened with me this weekend. Really exciting, I know. Other than that, did a little bit of spring cleaning. Actually, I did a lot a bit of spring cleaning. I was cleaning all day yesterday on Sunday, and apparently I didn't do a good enough job in my closet, which is where I record, by the way. I think it's dusty in here, and I think I need to uh, clean it up a little bit better, because every time I come in here to record, I start talking for like two minutes, and my nose starts itching so bad. I know like most people are kind of sensitive to dust, but I am extra sensitive to dust. So I think that's what's happening. So yeah, just know that behind the scenes over here, I'm struggling a little bit with allergies, but I will persevere. So today's episode is about pop-ups on websites. And I want to ask you, how do you feel about pop-ups? I'm going to wait a few seconds so you can think about it. I think I talk pretty quick, so this will give you a minute to digest everything we just talked about, which hasn't been much because we are just getting into the episode. But yeah, I just want to know how do you feel about pop-ups on websites? Do you love them? Do you hate them? You're somewhere in the middle. I did a general poll on my Instagram. I wanted to see what your guys' thoughts were. And you know, an Instagram poll is super official. (laughs) So I did that. The results were a little bit mixed. You know, some of you guys said you like pop-ups. Some of you guys said you weren't sure. Some of you guys absolutely hate pop-ups. And you know what? That's not too surprising because although the general consensus from user experience experts is that pop-ups are no good and need to be used very sparingly, 
While advertising and marketing people like them because as a whole, pop-ups are an effective lead generation tool. And since my work personally includes looking at both user experience stuff and marketing, I'm somewhere in the middle when it comes to my personal opinion on pop-ups. Although as a user, I do have a tendency to get very annoyed by pop-ups because I feel like a lot of people add them to their websites in ways that are just not effective and also very irritating, right? But on the flip side of that, I have seen firsthand how pop-ups can really move the mark in terms of email marketing and growing one's email list. I have grown email lists by the hundreds and even thousands, and pop-ups have played a big role in that growth. So hard for me to hate on them too much, you know what I mean? So love them or leave them, pop-ups are not going to go anywhere because they are still effective tools for growth. And today I want to share with you how you can use pop-ups in ways that are less likely to tick off your website visitors because they're going to be more effective if your pop-ups don't annoy people, right? And I am all about marketing with integrity because it feels less icky, which is a good thing. And I also think marketing with integrity is honestly like the only way to do it these days, you know what I mean? So we're going to talk about how you can successfully market with pop-ups and not tick people off. Sound good? Okay, let's go. If you're not sure, I just want to get a definition here of what a pop-up actually is. I want to make sure that we're all on the same page. So a pop-up is also known as an overlay or a pop-over, although honestly I've never heard anyone ever call it a pop-over. And a pop-up is a box or a window that appears on top of the page content. And there are a couple of other terms that you'll hear in the pop-up world too, two of these being modal and non-modal. And the difference between these two is if the user can interact with the rest of the page while the pop-up is showing. If users can still interact with the background content, for example, they can click on links or tap buttons, if they can do that while the pop-up is visible, it is considered a non-modal pop-up. But if users cannot interact with the rest of the page, so they are forced to interact with the pop-up before they can get back to the background content, well then it's considered a modal pop-up. And there's not going to be a quiz on that. You probably don't need to know that, but I wanted to clarify it because I know those terms do come up from time to time. They pop up, if you will like in your email marketing service provider and places like that. So now you know what they mean. So what do you use a pop-up for? If you think about the journey that your website visitor or potential customer or client is on, while the pop-up generally is something that these people are going to interact with at the beginning of the process. Pop-ups work really well when your visitor is somewhat familiar with you and what you have to offer, but not all the way, you know, and they are interested in learning more. And remembering this is crucial. We will be discussing this more in a little bit, but I want you to remember that. So for the pop-ups that we are talking about, the ones that grow your email list, Most of the times, users are going to encounter those when they aren't super familiar with you, but you've got their interest and they want to learn more, okay? 
And yeah, like most brands, use pop-ups to grow their email list plain and simple. A common type of pop-up that you've interacted with is the one that is offering you a percentage off discount from a retailer. In exchange for your name and your email address, you will be given a 15% off coupon or something like that that you can use on your first order. That's a good example. Or maybe you're browsing recipes on a food blog and a pop-up appears advertising a weekly meal plan PDF. You just have to enter your email address and name in to receive it. That's another example of a pop-up. And with most of these, in general, when you sign up for the offer, you also opt in to receive other promotional emails from the brand as well. And technically, although the laws do vary on this from region to region, and they are always changing, and also, I am not a lawyer, so don't quote me on this, but generally, you should usually have to provide your consent if you want to receive these other promotional emails. So in other words, there should be something on the pop-up form that that says, quote, by submitting your email, you agree to receive promotional emails from us. Of course, that's not always the case, but in my opinion, it should be because people are already so distrustful of sharing their information online. That's a topic for another episode, but my rule of thumb is if you're putting a pop-up on a website and you're advertising, let's just say, a free PDF, if you don't get consent to send them anything else, any other promotional emails, then you should only be sending them that PDF. So I really think it's crucial that you let people know that when they are providing their name and email address to you, that they are agreeing to receive other emails from you as well. And that's just another example of marketing with integrity, which I really think that's super, super important, especially these days. So let's move on now, now that you know what a pop-up is and how slash why they are typically used on websites, I want to get us into the nitty-gritty and talk about common pop-up problems. And the problems that I am going to go through here are a combination of problems that user experience researchers have identified, along with mistakes I commonly see website owners making. So that's where I'm I'm pulling my list from. I'm not totally making this stuff up, okay? There is science involved. There is also experience based on what I've seen out in the world, okay? So let's start with pop-up problem number one. Your pop-up is premature. Let me just ask, how many times have you been on a website and you get hit with one or even more pop-ups before you've even had a chance to understand what the actual page is about? Maybe you're online shopping and you haven't had enough time to even see what types of products the website offers, let alone had a chance to determine if you like the products or not. But you know what? That doesn't matter because you're getting hit with that enter your email for 10% off pop-up anyway. That pop-up would be premature. And the premature pop-up is intrusive it's a huge problem. In fact, people have gotten so used to premature pop-ups that they ignore them or immediately close out of them, sometimes without even taking the time to understand the content of the pop-up. Nielsen Norman Group is a firm that I have referenced in previous episodes. They do a lot of user experience research. They have, I believe, almost three decades of research under their belt, and they use a term called pop-up purge to describe when a user 
browser closes the pop-up before the pop-up has even fully loaded. In other words, it is a thing that happens. And the real-life equivalent of this would be like a sales associate immediately jumping on you the moment you step foot inside a store, aggressively asking questions about what you're shopping for. That approach may work with a small amount of customers, but most of us are going to be overwhelmed, right? And it's the same thing online. The premature pop-up looks desperate and it can feel really frantic to your users as well. And I don't know about you, but I definitely don't want to be referred to as desperate or frantic. Now, there is one use when it is acceptable to display a pop-up right from the get-go, and that is when you are legally obligated to request the user's consent to use cookies or verify their age or something like that. So I know sometimes I've been going to, (laughs) don't ask me why, I can't even think of why I would be visiting a site like this, but maybe I'm going to a site that sells like alcohol and, you know, right away they'll verify are you 21 years of age or older that would be a situation when it's okay to do a pop-up that shows up right away but other than those kind of very specific uses generally the premature pop-up should be avoided at all costs So the solution to the premature pop-up, this one is pretty obvious right simply wait to present the pop-up hold out for a time that makes more sense to the user. And since most pop-ups ask users for something, you know, they ask for their name, their email address, for example, to opt in, it's important to give them something of value first. For example, let them read through your blog post or whatever it is before you ask them to give you their email address by way of a pop-up. They will be more likely to give it to you since you have already given them something of value. And when you are building your pop-up, and it doesn't really matter what program or email marketing service provider that you're using, you usually are going to get the chance to select the length of time that passes before the pop-up pops up. For example, I use Flowdesk and the options that they currently let you select when building your pop-up is display it immediately, after 10 seconds, after 30 seconds, or when a visitor scrolls 30%. Now, side note, I do wish that they would let you choose your own custom time frame, but that feature isn't available yet. (sighs) Bummer, I know. But maybe your program does let you choose the custom time. Doesn't really matter. I would highly advise you to never choose to display the pop-up immediately for the reasons that we just talked about, right? I also would be hesitant to choose any amount of time that is under five seconds. Under five seconds, it's just not enough time for a user to do anything on your website before getting hit with that pop-up, and that feels pretty intrusive. So the quote, right amount of time is going to be dependent on a lot of different factors, like the type and the length of the other content on the page the pop-up will be appearing on. How long will it take the user to make a connection with that content? And how long will it take the user to make the pop-up offer be a heck yes? I'm so glad you showed this to me rather than an, oh my God, oh, get off my screen. This is so annoying. (laughs) Now, of course, everyone visiting your website is going to be a little bit different. There is no one specific, like scientific amount of time that is going to be perfect for everyone. Some people will get annoyed if a pop-up shows up after eight seconds. Other people will be like, oh my gosh, this is great. 
You know, some people want to see it after 20 seconds. Some people want to see it after 15. Like, who knows? <laughs> there is no one right answer. But what I suggest you do is try the page and the pop-up out. Pretend you are your reader, your user, your target audience. And then just see, like, how does the pop-up feel to you? Are you annoyed <laughs> by your own pop-up? Or does it feel just about right? And this puts us in a good place to discuss our next pop-up problem, which is pop-up problem number two, you haven't considered the user's intent. Does whatever you're offering your audience through the pop-up make sense? For example, let's say you're on a food block and you're looking at the vegan recipes category. I don't care if you don't eat vegan, let's just pretend that you are, okay? As you're scrolling happily down the page, you're seeing thumbnails of all these amazing vegan dishes. They're made with like cashew sauce instead of sour cream and I don't know, like vegan cheese and nutritional yeast and all that stuff. You're happily scrolling along and all of a sudden you get a pop-up asking you to opt in to receive a digital cookbook full of the author's favorite chicken recipes. But like, you're there for the vegan recipes and the vegan recipes looked good, full of all their nutritional yeast and vegan cheese. But now you're annoyed because the website owner distracted you with an offer for chicken and you aren't 100% interested in that. What gives? Well, this is another solution where, of course, it's hard for us as website owners to get it right 100% of the time. Of course, we understand that the people visiting our websites are unique individuals, and what may interest one person will not be of any interest to the next person that comes along. But this one, I think, really just takes a little bit of common sense and thinking like your user. So does the pop-up that you're showing to them make sense, considering the other content on the page? Or is it totally out of left field? Again, think like your user and see how you're feeling about your own pop-up and your own offer and your own content. And somewhat related to this problem that we just discussed, we have pop-up problem number three. What you're offering just isn't enticing. So there are times that whatever is being offered via the pop-up just isn't that thrilling, right? When I was writing the show notes for this episode, I actually asked my partner his thoughts on pop-ups. I was like, hey guy, do you usually sign up for the offer presented to you via a pop-up or do you like immediately close out and click out of it? And he said, quote, it depends on how bad I want the thing. Bingo. Problems arise with your pop-up when the user doesn't value whatever is being offered. People are skeptical of giving their info out online, so if you're asking for someone's name and their email address, you better make sure that what you're sending them is good, that it's golden, you know? We all get so much email these days. Our inboxes are clogged. I've unsubscribed to so many email lists, and I still get probably close to 100 promotional emails every day. And and unsubscribing, like, yeah, it's easy, but it's also kind of a pain. Am I right? Like, especially if you're doing it one by one by one. So these days, I am very hesitant to enter my name and email address in and hop on yet another email list unless I perceive what I'm getting to be highly valuable. And that's really the key, you know? Let's face it, a single page PDF checklist not really valuable. I mean, it, it could be. It could be great. But 
Is it perceived as valuable? That's the million dollar question. So in my one-on-one work with clients, I consult people on lead magnet strategy and I get them to think beyond the PDF freebie. I'm not going to give away all my secrets here, but you know what? The PDF, you might want to rethink it. I'm not saying that a quick PDF checklist isn't valuable or that it can't perform well. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that convincing people that it's valuable enough to sign up for via a pop-up form is challenging when it's just a one-pager PDF. Your pop-up may perform better if you offered something a step up from this. And if you're more on the retail side of things and you're offering a percent off discount in exchange for signing up via a pop-up, well, consider the price of your products, your average order total, and what discount would be motivating for your customers. If your average order total is like $50 and you're offering a 5% discount, well, hey, that's only $250 off. That may not be a big enough number to motivate people into opting in for the discount and making the purchase. You really have to factor all of that in and choose the right discount amount that's going to be right for you and your audience. All right, let's move on to pop-up problem number four. There's no way out. I don't think that this one is ever really intentional, but I have encountered situations, maybe you have too, where I'm browsing a website, usually on my phone, and a pop-up comes up and there is no way out of it. Maybe the X close button isn't working or it's hidden altogether or it's like too small to tap with my finger and I'm essentially trapped because the pop-up is covering the entire screen. Sometimes refreshing the page doesn't even work because the pop-up simply loads again and I'm back to being trapped and I can never access the content that I actually wanted to see. So you definitely want to make sure that your users have a very clear way to exit the pop-up and get back to what they were doing before the pop-up appeared. And not offering an option to do this is going to tick people off and likely drive them far, far away from your website. The solution to this one is pretty simple. So first of all, make sure however you're adding your pop-up is reliable and supported across all browsers and devices. There's no funny business here. And then triple check that your pop-up performs properly on all devices. This means checking on both your desktop or laptop and mobile devices. Check it from your spouse's mobile device. Check it from your best friend's mobile device. Just check it. Triple check everything to make sure that it works on everyone's devices. Really good idea. And lastly here, our pop-up problem number five, your pop-up had valuable information and your user can't find it again. As you already know from what we've discussed thus far today, some people are prone to closing pop-ups basically just out of habit. Full disclosure with this one, this isn't an opinion that everyone out there has. Some people will tell you to create scarcity and urgency so people feel compelled to sign up via the pop-up or else they will miss out on the offer. This approach definitely works in some cases, but I think if you're presenting important information or even just a really great offer to your users by way of a pop-up, it's important to make sure that they can find that offer again easily, you know? Because so many pop-ups work with cookies, if a user closes out 
a pop-up, the pop-up may never appear again for them until a certain length of time passes. And sometimes you can choose the length of this time in the settings when you are building your pop-up. For example, you can check a button that says something like, don't show this pop-up to users who have closed out for 14 days, or something like that. And of course, this is a great option to have if the user truly doesn't want to see the pop-up again. But what if they realize that they do want the offer, but they already closed the pop-up and they can't get it back again? That would be a problem, right? And you'd be losing out on an opportunity to generate a lead in that case. So my advice here is if the pop-up information is really important, or if it's a great offer, or it's an event that you want people to attend, present it again in a non-pop-up form for users who missed the pop-up. For example, a couple weeks ago, I had a pop-up promoting a mini course that I was putting on. And for anyone who didn't see the pop-up, the mini course was easy enough to find from the homepage of my website. You don't necessarily have to do this for all the pop-ups that you have. That's great news because it's double the work, but I do think it's necessary and a good opportunity for your bigger, more important offers. All right, you guys, there you have it. That's going to wrap up our discussion on how you can perfect the art of the pop-up. Because yes, you can effectively use pop-ups and not feel like a total creep doing it. To make the most of your pop-ups, make sure your timing is right. Don't show your pop-up too early or you risk annoying people with it. Consider what your visitor is looking for when your pop-up will pop up and make sure that it's in alignment with that. Don't show a pop-up for a PDF that contains the secrets to making the best fried chicken on a page that has a bunch of vegan recipes on it. That's counterintuitive, doesn't make sense, you get the idea. Make sure that your pop-up offer is actually valuable and it's something that people actually want. And also make sure that users have a way out. They aren't trapped in your pop-up with the X button hidden or not obvious. And lastly here, be aware that some people may not truly consume and understand the info that is being shown to them via pop-ups for whatever reason. Maybe they close out prematurely or maybe the offer doesn't interest them at the time the pop-up was shown to them, but then after closing it and reading through your whole article or exploring more of your site, they are now intrigued by that offer. So if it's an important offer or an event that you are showing people through a pop-up, maybe consider having the same info on your page or on your website somewhere, but not in pop-up form. This is just my thought process. You want your offers to be easy to find to encourage the most opt-ins, to generate the most leads. That's what they're there for. And that's a wrap, you guys. If you like this episode, you may also like episode 7, Choice Paralysis, The Dangers of Too Many Options. That has some really great info on how to improve your user's experience, just like this episode. And then there's also episode 3, Overpromising but Underdelivering, Is Hype Hurting Your Brand? That's another great one to listen to and check out if you are interested in learning more about marketing with integrity, which you guys know I am all about. So thank you so much for listening to this. Make sure that you follow along on your favorite platform. We're on Spotify, we're on Google, we're on iHeartRadio, and also Apple. And you can also check out builditandblossom.com for written transcripts of each episode. There is a button for the Bite Size Strategy Podcast in the menu so it's really easy to find and you can also find more helpful brand building resources 
Alright guys, I will see you next week.